in the mubarak days of hajj and this is a continuous reminder about the lessons of hajj there will be those who will perform the hajj but the rest of us are still able to take the lessons of hajj and hajj is filled with the reminders of ibrahim ali salatu wasalam and the message of hajj and what we see repeatedly being displayed in the life of ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam is the message of unconditional submission complete surrender to allah taala the person does not have any question about the command of allah taala why is this in this manner and why is something in another manner why is this command being directed to me complete surrender complete submission to allah taala unquestioning submission if you look at the rights of hajj itself then a person is commanded to leave makkah mukarramah and then move to mina on the 8th of zulhijjah He was in Makkah Mukarramah he was performing salah at the Baitullah he was making his namaz in front of the Kaaba Sharif and he was getting the reward of 100000 salah for each salah now is commanded you leave this and you move he doesn't question it but why what a mubarak place why should i go and he's barely spent one night in mina and he's told now you go to arafat and then you spend the day there don't even make your maghrib salah there Time is Maghrib has set in, but you move on to Muzdalifah. He doesn't question it. Every day, person makes his salah in time, and he is commanded to make it in time. And today he is being told, you don't even make your salah here. Maghrib time has come, and Maghrib time might pass, but you now move on. The person in these Mubarak days who is making Hajj is in the state of Ihram. The state of Ihram now he is not allowed to use Itar. whereas itr is sunnah but in that condition of ihram it is now prohibited for him he doesn't question anybody or anything he ab- abides by it in the condition of ihram he is not allowed to wear any sewn garments he is not allowed to have any head covering which is normally the requirement and it's sunnah but now he follows as he is commanded without any question he told you felt these pillars that symbolize the place where shaitan tried to influence ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam and ismail salatu wasalam but obviously failed you come and felt these places he doesn't make any issue about it no questions asked why should i come and felt these stone pillars here what's going to be the benefit of this what's the outcome that's going to be achieved and in all this crowd i must come here no question asked everything that is performed he doesn't get into the logic of it what's the logic behind all this why should i do this his only concern is that this is the correct way to go about the rites of hajj i must make sure i do it properly and i must make sure that whatever is required of me it must get done in the proper manner there mustn't be any deficiency in it otherwise my hajj will be left deficient now just as the person while going through all the rites of hajj 
without any question, without making any issue about anything, without any objection, without trying to get into the logic of things, just complete surrender. That person is now being told that this was your five days of Hajj, in which you did so many things, which didn't normally fit into a person's understanding of things, but you did it without any question. Why? Because this was the command of Deen. Now you spend your rest, the rest of your life in this manner, in complete surrender to Allah Ta'ala. Here you gave up every kind of sewn clothing because this was the requirement of ihram. But now you will go back and still dress in a way that is a requirement of deen. You did not use something that was permissible in other times. You did not use ithar while in the state of ihram. But after ihram is over, that sunnah, you must use it. But you will still keep within the limits of deen throughout your life. Now that lesson of submission and surrender which the Hadi is given there, that's the lesson for every person, wherever he might be throughout the world. These Mubarak days come with all these great virtues and the ibadat of Qurbani. All this comes with the same message of surrender, the same message of complete submission. No question asked. Just to digress a little, we mentioned about the virtues of these Mubarak days, just to first discuss some of the Mubarak, the, the virtues of these days, the first ten days of Zul Hijjah, the Sindhi Hadith Sharif has been mentioned as a very, very auspicious time. What is the significance of this time can be understood merely from one Hadith Sharif, where Rasulullah says that there is no time in the year where good deeds are more beloved to Allah Ta'ala than these ten days. No other time of the year can the reward of the good deeds in those times of the year can match this. In one hadith it is mentioned that the reward of each day of the fast of the first ten, nine days of Zul Hijjah. Obviously the tenth is not permissible to fast, it's day of Eid. Each day is equivalent to the fast of one year. And the ibadat of each night equivalent to the ibadat of Laylatul Qadr. Now Laylatul Qadr, we understand in the month of Ramadan how much of eagerness it is searched for and with hope that inshallah we got it somewhere. Here the reward of each night is equivalent to the reward of Laylatul Qadr. Now it would be a great deprivation if a person did nothing. Can you imagine somebody was given an offer that there's a job and the pay would be 1,000 rand a second. 1,000 rand a second already in one minute he earned 60,000 rand. And in one hour multiplied, in a few hours he already made a few million. So now somebody tells him you already made a few million now, so now stop, now what's the difference? Fine, you've been given the opportunity to work for 10 days, but now you already made 10 million now, what are you going to do with so much? He says you don't worry about that, you do your own work. So when it comes to the dunya, forget 10 million, if he made 100 million also, he'll say, you don't worry, you do your work, let me do mine. But when it comes to the opportunities Allah Ta'ala has given us to earn the akhirat, to maximize the benefit of the hereafter, and this is not only confined to the akhirat, the barakat of that comes back to us in this world already, in various ways. Then a person has so many issues that but now I am very tired, very busy, very this and very that. Because that something is lacking within us. And sometimes what is the issue is that there is a barrier. Something is a barrier. The barrier is something is blocking that our hearts. This is the zulmat and the darkness of sin. The darkness of sin becomes a barrier. Then it constrains a person's heart when the time comes for righteous deeds. The time comes for amal, then the person's heart is very, very tight. He cannot seem to move himself. He cannot seem to find the energy to do something. The barrier of sins restricts a person. The Hadith Sharif, it comes that Nabi Salaam gives the example of a person who is very, very 
generous and a person who is miserly. And Rabbi Salaam gives the example of the generous person is like a person wearing a coat of arm, armor. So now this is made of metal. So now that metal itself it's heavy and it has all those chains on it. But now this person who is a generous person when he decides to spend decides to give something in the cause of Deen to help others. So his heart expands. The example Nabi Islam gives is like this coat of armor. It just suddenly loosens up. Now when it is loosened up it makes it very easy for the person to be able to make his movements, to walk, to move his arms. And not just that, it starts expanding so much. Now this is an example that is being given in the Hadith Sharif, that it's like something that's now like a train behind him. Now if he's walking along, the thing is walking and it's, it's erasing everything behind him. Because like something that's walking and he's dragging something along on the sand, his footprints also won't stay. Now this example Nabi Islam gives of the person whose heart is generous. So now on the one hand when that thought comes and that uh, requirement comes to spend something for Allah Ta'ala, the heart just opens out. And then the benefit of it, it starts wiping out his sins like the strain. Now it became so extended, it's erasing anything on the sand. His footprints also getting erased as he's walking along. This erases all his sins, it erases all his wrongs. Allah Ta'ala conceals his faults. But then the other person who is a miserly person, as soon as he decides to, some thought comes in his mind also that I, maybe I should just give something, all those, each link in that armor just starts constricting and it starts tightening. Now he wants to try to move his hands also, he can't, he's locked in. Actually, this is the example of what happens inside the heart. For somebody, that heart just opens out. And somebody just, the thought triggers that heart to close up. Now, likewise, when a person has kept that heart clean, that heart attached to Allah Ta'ala, then the opportunity for some amal comes, the heart just opens out. He wants to do that too. There's some time for tilawat. He wants to do, take the Quran Sharif. There's some, some spare time available. His hand is going towards the Quran Sharif. He has some free time somewhere. He wants to listen to something about deen. Or he wants to do something productive. Something make somebody happy. He wants to do something that will become a means of getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. He wants to do something that will help people out. Whatever. Something productive. Something good. So this becomes the condition of that heart that is attached to Allah Ta'ala. That heart that is clean. That is clear. As soon as there's an opportunity, that heart moves towards goodness. And Allah forbid if that heart is covered in the darkness of sin, then when there's an opportunity of good, that just starts constricting. That darkness around it starts engulfing it more. And then if there's some free time, there's some opportunity to do something or the other, then that hand will just go towards the phone maybe. And it starts just pressing buttons to take it, Allah knows best where. In which direction it might finish off. And every other thing will be easy to do. But that which will bring a person closer to Allah Ta'ala, that will become very difficult. The issue is to bring the light in. When the light comes in, it will start becoming easy to do what's to be done. So these Mubarak days, Allah Ta'ala gives us this opportunity to bring the light in. By just making little bit effort, making little bit extra effort, just pushing ourselves a little, nudging ourselves a little, and that little bit effort a person makes, Allah Ta'ala's rahmat comes down, Allah Ta'ala is very appreciative of that little extra effort a person makes, this becomes a means of that darkness being dispelled from the heart, and that light, and that nur from the side of Allah Ta'ala entering that heart, now it becomes very easy to start doing what the person is supposed to do, to stay away from the haram and the sins. So this is such a great opportunity. Every day the reward of one fast equivalent to the fast of one year. The night ibadat, each night equivalent to the ibadat of Laylatul Qadr. person can't fast every day, fast one day, two days, three days, how many he can. 
and he can't make ibadat the whole night, he can make half the night, he can make quarter, he can make one hour, he can make twenty minutes. Something. And now the nights are so long, the person had a good sleep, he can wake up at little while before Fajr Salah time finish, uh, sets in, the Hajjud time he wakes up, makes two rakats, four rakats, some dua at that time. All this is included in the ibadat of this night. And achieves the person the reward of ibadat of Laylatul Qadr. So in any case, this is this Mubarak time, and then the ninth of Zul Hijjah, the fast of that day has a very special significance. It also compensates for the sins of the past year and forthcoming year, the minor sins. Yukafiru sanata lati qablahu lati baada. Such a great reward. The day of Arafah, and on this day, Shaitan has never, never feels so humiliated. Apart from the day of Badr, can you imagine? The day of Badr, what could have been the situation on that, on that day? Which the Quran Sharif describes as Yawm al-Furqan, Yawm al-Taqal Jam'an. The day of, which became the criterion, which became a day of distinguishing between Haq and Batil. And where the special mercies of Allah Ta'ala descended on that day. The day of Arafah is, after this, there is no other day where shaitan feels so humiliated and disgraced. Like the day of Arafah, the ninth of Zul Hijjah. Due to the amount of the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala descending, and the number of people taking this forgiveness from Allah Ta'ala. So when shaitan sees all his effort going to waste now, what he did, and tried to mislead a person throughout the year, and now he just, this person turned to Allah Ta'ala in this one day in sincerity, and he became cleansed of all that darkness and dirt, shaitan feels absolutely humiliated and disgraced. This is opportunity, so now do this to shaitan. Turn to Allah Ta'ala in all sincerity. So any case in the Quran Sharif, coming back to that discussion of surrender and submission, this is that time when we are given the practical, we are made to practically remember this lesson. Practically remember this lesson of submission, complete submission, unquestioning submission. And this unquestioning submission comes out of love. To the extent of love will be that submission. If a person is truly in love, then he doesn't ask questions. Because he's worried that love mustn't get disrupted somewhere. If a person has set his heart somewhere, and now he wants to propose to somebody and he knows now there's a lot of others in the line and he's hoping that his proposal goes through somewhere. But now to get that proposal done, he starts wanting to know what's going to be really winning the heart. What's going to win the heart is what the preferences are. Each person has their own preferences, own things they like, dislike. So he doesn't get into the details, but why is this the preference? Why does, is this color the preferred color? And why is this style the preferred style? Nothing, no questions asked. He only wants to know what it is. Why? Because his proposal must somehow go through, get accepted. So now he starts finding out the char. They also, the message he got back is that, uh, well, forget the other part of it. He only heard, only the father-in-law only still. The father-in-law, father he is very fond of a certain kind of, you know, person dressed in a certain way. So he still didn't get the other details, he only came to know what the father-in-law's preferences are. So now he already started adopting that kind of, that style of dressing. And then he's trying to make it obvious to that person somehow, make sure that he passes him very, you know, very clearly. Accidentally passes him very clearly. So that he witnesses him accidentally. Why? Because he must, you know, this person seems to fit in with us. This person seems like he got the same taste like us. So he'll fit into the family somehow. And everything, whatever seems to be the preferences of the other side, he will want to put himself in that same mold. Because it must appear that I'll fit into the mold of the family. Now what is the whole idea behind it? Allah forbid sometimes that finally when everything just happened and went through and he got married, and barely the honeymoon didn't finish off yet, and the full moon already went away, the eclipse started. <laughs> and then all that 
what he was going overboard for to try and impress somebody and try, he forgot everything. Now he is not even fulfilling the basic rights of just being good. Just fulfilling the rights of what, what insaniyat requires. What just being a human being requires. Let alone being an ummati of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It was all just one big drama, one just pretense. But just to get through, he was ready to do all that. He was ready to give up all his preferences, all his likes, everything, because he wants to just get through somewhere. He just wants to succeed in that whatever venture he wants to get through, that proposal of his must get accepted, or that business deal must go through, whatever it is. So now he's prepared to change so many things without question. That is exactly the point that we need to understand and learn from this lesson of surrender, that when a person has true love for Allah Ta'ala, then there is no question about, but why, why must I wake up early in the morning for Fajr Salah, and it's so cold now, it's winter, and oh, it's summer, it's so early, no question asked. Allah Ta'ala's command, the person is there. There's no question about, but why must I spend two and a half percent if a person is only one million and now the zakat became due, 25,000 rand I must give. Why must I give 25,000 rand? And if I just give a little bit, 5,000 will be enough now. Why must I give 25,000? No question asked. He's more than happy to do what Allah has commanded. But why can I do this? And why can't I look at this? And why can't I speak in this manner? And why can't I go to certain places? No question asked. Ibrahim demonstrated this through all the issues and all the tests that came to him. In the ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala gives us the same message. The millet of Ibrahim his way. In another ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala gives the command, That follow the way of Ibrahim who was the upright one. Nabi Sallallahu will be given that command that you also are in that same path. Now what is this? Allah Ta'ala says in this ayat, who, who can ever turn away and not want to be part of the millat and the way of Ibrahim except illa man safiha nafsa the person who has made a total fool of himself. The person who turns away from that path of Ibrahim which Allah Ta'ala has endorsed that can only be a fool. Allah Ta'ala is saying in the Qur'an Sharif, إِلَّا مَنْ سَفِيهَا نَفْسَهُ وَلَقَدْ إِسْتَفَيْنَاهُ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَإِنَّهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ لَمِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ Allah Ta'ala says, we specially chose him in the dunya. Allah Ta'ala made him Khalilullah. And in the akhirat also he'll be among the pious and the righteous, the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam in the highest ranks. And then Allah Ta'ala further now elaborates on what is that millat that way of Ibrahim والسلام, which Allah Ta'ala had endorsed what was his way? his way was is aslim. when his Rabb said to him aslim, surrender yourself this is what Islam is all about Islam is all about submission and surrender is aslim. his response aslam I have surrendered myself to Allah Ta'ala who is the Rabb of all the universe now this was not just lip service. It wasn't just something from the tongue. It was in reality from every fiber of his body. Because then the test came and without any question he surrendered. Whether it was the command, first it was with the issue with his own father. His father is forcing him towards idol worship. But he says, sorry I can't do this. The choice now between his father and Allah Ta'ala. The choice between his father and Allah Ta'ala. Without compromising respect, he did not compromise on the command of Allah Ta'ala. So with respect, he declined. That how can you do this? This is idol worship, this is something no intelligent person can even think about such a thing. Allah Ta'ala is our creator, Allah is our sustainer. And in various ways now he brings us tawheed to the hearts and minds of the people. But when nobody is prepared to understand and accept, he finally, he leaves. 
and he goes away, moves away, makes hijrat. So now the first test came between father and Allah Ta'ala. Between community and Allah Ta'ala. The whole community was in one way. Between friends, because he grew up in that place. There would be people he knew, there was somebody his neighbor, somebody his family person, somebody relative, some friend. But now when the crunch came, that either you conform to us, or otherwise you're out. He said, no, 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 I'd rather be out, I'd rather be with Allah Ta'ala than be the wrong. Sometimes that same situation comes, that friendship, that company, that family, everybody is doing things in a certain way, or you have to be part of us otherwise you're out. If you're not part of the function where everything haram is taking place, all the intermingling is happening, there's all kinds of sin taking place, there's music and what dancing happening and things that were not heard of and imagined before that can happen in a Muslim wedding is becoming like just part of the standard things. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. These become the reasons and the means for which azab comes down. When the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala is done openly and then not just done openly, one is it's done openly, and then a person brags over it also. That how well Nauzubillah we did it. So this is challenging Allah Ta'ala's azab. In one hadith, Nabi Islam says, Kullu ummati mu'afan illa al-mujahireen. All the people of my ummah, they will get the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala. They turn to Allah Ta'ala, they'll get the forgiveness. But the mujahireen, they are excluded. The Sahaba asked, who are these Mujahireen? The person who Allah Ta'ala conceals his fault, he himself then starts talking about it the next day. In other words, he did something, he did it secretly. But he started speaking about it the next day and exposing his own fault. Allah Ta'ala dislikes this. Allah Ta'ala concealed it and you now are talking about it like you did nothing, like it was a small thing. That becomes such a major sin. Now one is that the person did something secretly, but now he's still talking about it. What about doing it blatantly? And then after doing it blatantly, then advertising it for the whole world to see. That look, look what we did, and being proud over it. Being proud over the sin, because a person advertises something that he's proud over. That he's feeling very great about. So the person does the wrong, and then advertises it for the world, that look, we feel so great about what we did. This is now challenging the azab of Allah Ta'ala. All over social media, wherever now is being attacked. The whole world must know what wrong we did. So, this complete surrender, Ibrahim Salaam is highlighting this to the people. But they are not prepared to accept. So he doesn't conform to them. He doesn't give in to them. He has his principles. He stays very firm on his path. The path of Tawheed. The path of oneness of Allah Ta'ala. The path of complete obedience to Allah Ta'ala. Then, without compromising respect for parents, for elders, but we can't compromise the law of Allah Ta'ala. In a respectful manner, a person will stay in the path of deen. And then the next test comes. Now this child, little child is growing up after such a late age. Now this child is born to him and his family, and now the commandees take this child, his mother, leave them in a barren place, Makkah Mukarrama, there's no water, there's nothing, no questions asked. What is the logic behind this? Did this child commit some sin? What is the, going to be the benefit in this? Allah Ta'ala's command fulfills it. Now you go and slaughter that son. Slaughter the son? He's just growing up? Allah Ta'ala's command. That son is being told you're going to be slaughtered. Allah Ta'ala's command, Ya Abatif Alma Tu'mar. My father, do what you have been commanded to do. Satajiduni insha'Allah min I'll be patient in this. Total surrender without questioning Allah Ta'ala's command. This is this Islam, and this is the Islam Allah Ta'ala talks about in the Quran Sharif and says to us, Ya Ayyuhalladina Amanud Khulufi Silmi Kafa. O you who believe, you brought Iman. Your heart, there's the faith and Iman is there, mashallah. You believe in Allah Ta'ala, you believe in Nabi Wasallam being the last and final messenger of Allah Ta'ala, all your aqaidah in place, mashallah, you have Iman. But now that you have Iman, enter fully into Islam. Iman is in the heart, 
and Islam is the outer expression of that Iman. All the amal of deen are this Islam. So now, Allah says, enter into Islam fully. Enter into Islam in the masjid, by performing your salah correctly. Enter into Islam in your home, by treating your house people correctly. Enter into Islam in your business, by dealing correctly. Enter into Islam with your eyes, by looking at what Allah is pleased with, not looking at anything haram. Enter into Islam with your tongue by talking in the way Allah Ta'ala wants you to talk. Can you imagine Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the greatest of Allah Ta'ala's creation, the most beloved of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala enumerates this favor that Allah Ta'ala blessed him with. فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ لِنْتَ لَهُمْ Allah Ta'ala says to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah Ta'ala special grace on you. Abima rahmatin min Allah. It's the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala. Linta lahum. You are very soft-natured with the Sahaba, with everybody around you. Very soft-natured. This is a great achievement. And to be the other way around, a person, I am a rule with the iron first, and everybody in my home, everybody is at alert. One person, he in a kind of, sort of, so to say, boasting about himself, he said to an alim, that when I come home, everybody is at high alert, and everybody is, the alim in a, in a roundabout way, just to make him understand, but he just said to him, why? Did they feel like they thought some animal came in the house? Why are they all just so alert? He said, when I come home, alhamdulillah, everybody rushes to come and greet me, meet me, they all feel so happy, you can see the cheer all around them. Why everybody is afraid of you? Animal came in the house or something. <laughs> so Rasulullah would enter the home, enter smilingly, cheerfully, make salam cheerfully, and that cheer would spread around, everybody would be happy. This is the way Nabi Wasallam lived his life. This is what Allah Ta'ala is saying, فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ لِنْتَ لَهُمْ Allah Ta'ala's special mercy, that you are soft-natured. وَلَوْ كُنْتَ فَضًّا غَلِيظَ الْقَلْبِ لَنْ فَضُّوا مِنْ حَوْلِكَ Nabi Islam was on the highest level of akhlaq. Allah Ta'ala is still addressing him. The message is for us. That if I am addressing my Nabi Islam in this way, then how much you have to still make an effort to get somewhere? Had you been foul-mouthed and hard-hearted, everybody would have disappeared from around But now let us just consider ourselves. How often that's what we are. How often that's what we are and everybody tolerates us around us. So this is the, so this is part of the Islam that we have entered into. The total surrender. Surrender at home, being, conducting ourselves as the kind of son that we should be to our parents. The kind of husband that we should be with our wives. The kind of father we should be to our children. That compassion, that kindness bringing them on the, onto the line of deen with compassion and kindness and keeping everybody going forward towards Allah Ta'ala. not allowing things to just fall apart in deen no, there is no kindness to let anybody do whatever they want against the commands of Allah Ta'ala and feel no, everybody is happy about it no, 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 Allah Ta'ala is displeased then there is no pleasure in displeasing Allah Ta'ala entering into Islam in all the facets of life entering into Islam with our heart and mind that we think like a Muslim how does a Muslim think? a Muslim first thinks what's going to please Allah Ta'ala then he does and if he's not sure he first asks because he wants to please Allah Ta'ala so he doesn't want to take chances he doesn't want to do it in a way that might earn the displeasure of Allah Ta'ala so he, that is the first question he asks what will please Allah Ta'ala but how do I go about it correctly to earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala? I don't know about it, let me ask. Ask those who have the knowledge and then do it accordingly. So this complete surrender in every aspect of life, a person's personal life, his private life, his family life, his business, his social life, whatever it might be. 
anything and everything this is the way of Ibrahim complete surrender so in these Mubarak days Allah has given us one is this message and this lesson of complete submission to Allah in every aspect of life surrendering ourselves totally to him so that we become his true and obedient servants and in dunya also Allah then makes the dunya of a person makes it a place of peace and contentment of happiness that happiness is inside here, it's not outside. Outside things can give a person external comfort provided that inside is happy. If the inside is not happy, then the outside there can be anything, it's futile. It can't give him what's inside. And inside comes from Allah Ta'ala. If inside there's turmoil, everything outside will be futile. It can't do any good for a person. The main thing is to make the inside and to bring this rahmat from Allah Ta'ala inside, bring the light inside. Turn to Allah wa Ta'ala. And these are the Mubarak days to learn these lessons as well, remind ourselves of these lessons, and to submit ourselves to Allah Ta'ala, make an effort to try and increase our ibadat in these first ten days of Zul Hijjah, get closer to Allah Ta'ala, make sincere tawbah, Allah Ta'ala's doors of rahmat are open, waiting for those who will turn to Allah Ta'ala in sincerity. May Allah tabarak wa Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana it is reported in the Hadith Sharif that the person who recites La ilaha illallah hundred times daily, Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah. What this means is that inshallah, with the blessings of this daily recitation, he'll get the tawfiq and the ability to do righteous deeds and fulfill all the commands of Allah Ta'ala and stay away from everything Allah Ta'ala has prohibited. This will earn him this tremendous reward on the day of Qiyamah, which means that he will succeed on that day. Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq, the daily we try and make this a part of our daily practice that we decide la ilaha illallah hundred times daily in our homes wherever we try and complete this inshallah beside the Rosh Sharif la ilaha illallah muhammadun rasulullah sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله La ilaha illallah 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 
اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك الله لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم وعنت الوجوه للحي القيوم يا أحد صمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد جز الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله يا ربي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هم إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحب الراحبين يا أرحب الراحبين يا أكرب الأكربين يا راحم البساكين ربنا لا تآخذنا إبسينا وأخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به وعف عنا واخف لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم آتي نفوسنا تقواها اللهم آتي نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم اهدنا لأحسن الأخلاق لا يهدي لأحسنها إلا أنت واصرف عنا سيئها لا يصرف عنا سيئها إلا أنت إله العالمين يا الله most merciful Allah most gracious most kind most loving Allah إله العالمين يا الله forgive us يا الله يا الله forgive all our major and minor sins يا الله يا الله forgive every sin that we have committed secretly openly يا الله إله العالمين forgive our families يا الله forgive our friends and relatives يا الله forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم يا الله شوى يا مغفرة الأمه يا الله شوى يا رحمة الأمه يا الله Remove the pain and hardship of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Remove the suffering of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Remove the oppression from the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, the Ummah is crying out, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, the eye pain and hardship, Ya Allah. We acknowledge this is due to our sins, Ya Allah. This is our misdeeds, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, forgive us and forgive the entire Ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, give us and the entire Ummah the tawfiq of those a'mal that bring down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from such things that bring down azad, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make us your obedient servants, Ya Allah. Make us those who surrender entirely to you, Ya Allah. Enable us to enter into Islam fully, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Enable us to perform our five times salah with jama'ah, Ya Allah. Grant us khushu and khudu in our salah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us a topic of tilawah daily, Ya Allah. Enable us to make your zikr daily, Ya Allah. Enable us to be in your remembrance every moment of our life, Ya Allah. Allah save us from becoming the friends of shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, keep us in your friendship, Ya Allah. Keep us as your friends, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, for too long we have been in the friendship of shaitan, Ya Allah. We've only got, Ya Allah, misery out of it, Ya Allah. We've only got destruction out of it, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make us your true friends, Ya Allah. Make us your obedient servants, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, throughout the world, Ya Allah, wherever the Muslims are in any kind of hardship and difficulty, remove it, Ya Allah. Grant afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect the iman and amal of every Muslim, Ya Allah. Protect the life, wealth and honor of every Muslim, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, blow the winds of Hidayat, Ya Allah. Blow the winds of Hidayat, Ya Allah. Blow the winds of Hidayat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Make us the means of people coming into Hidayat, Ya Allah. That the save us from becoming the obstacle from people coming into Deen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, throw our actions, throw our ways, throw our character, Ya Allah. We have turned so many people away from Deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, what answer will give to Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, on the day of Qiyabat, that when he will have to question us, that when I did so much to bring people to deen, what kind of akhlaq you adopted that you chased people away, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, who will save us from destruction if that becomes a question to us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us a tawfiq of conducting ourselves in such a way, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, that we become an invitation to people to deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, that we become the coolness of the heart of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant us his beautiful akhlaq, Ya Allah. Grant us his beautiful way of life, Ya Allah. Grant us his noble way of speaking, Ya Allah. Grant 
grant us his noble way of dealing, Ya Allah. Grant us his noble character, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Save us from the ways of the Yahud and Nasara, Ya Allah. Grant us the Mubarak Sunnah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All those who are sick, give them Shifai Kamila, Ajila, Mustamirra, Daima. Ya Allah, remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Those who are in hospitals, Ya Allah. Give them complete Shifai and Afiyat, Ya Allah. Bring them home back with complete Afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Give us cure from all our spiritual ailments, Ya Allah. Give us cure from our physical ailments, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those who are in financial problems, give them afiyat, Ya Allah. Those who are in debts, make the easy payments of their debts possible, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Grant us halal and tayyib risk, Ya Allah. Save us from every drop and grain of haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All those who have passed away from our families, Ya Allah. From throughout the Umbat, Ya Allah. Make that complete maqfirat, Ya Allah. Grant them the high stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Take us with iman kamil, Ya Allah. Take us from tawbat and nasuh, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from death in the condition of sin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from going to places of sin, Ya Allah. Save us from committing sin, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Make our covered gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, give us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who asked us to make dua for them, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who have raised their hands to this dua, Ya Allah. You are the know of each one's needs, Ya Allah. You know the cry of each one's heart, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill each one's dies needs from the ghayb, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the grief, the worry, the sorrow, the agony, Ya Allah. Remove the depression and the tensions, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill the hearts with sukoon and itminan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill the hearts with peace and contentment, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, unite the hearts of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the hearts of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the hearts of families, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of families, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of communities, Ya Allah. Unite the Ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all the things that we should have asked for, and we have not asked, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant it to us, Ya Allah. But if you ask for, grant us that as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri musta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaag wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-ali al-azim wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi sayyidina Muhammad wa alihi wa sahabi al-ma'in wa alhamdulillah